y'all. I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle, the Christian girl's guide to modern dating. We're here to help you date with confidence while honoring the Lord and to show you that your identity and contentment are in Christ. We're going to give you the tools that you need to date successfully and to be set up well for success in a godly marriage. If you've ever felt like you don't fit in with any of the extremes of dating today, you're not alone. Neither did we. And that's why we're here looking for the middle. And welcome to another special quarantine episode where we are talking about all things dating in the midst of being stuck in your home. Fun. Yay. So much fun. <laughs> I don't even know what day I'm on anymore as far as like how long I've been Ooh, home. Let me think. Mine was March 13th. I think mine was the 16th. So, cause it was my dad's birthday. I remember I stayed home from oh. work that day and I haven't gone back since. <laughs> March 13th. Yeah. So one, two, We're over three, a month. four, five, six weeks. Holy cow. We are into week seven. Where is my life gone? All right. Well, I know I was talking to someone yesterday and I was like, I can't believe it's almost May. Like, I feel like when we get out of this, it will still be March. Yeah. Like the time should have stopped. Yes. I feel like I've yeah. lost the last six weeks. It's weird. I agree. It's I a agree. very weird feeling. It is weird. Oh man. But we're, we're still going y'all. We're Hanging trying to keep y'all entertained through all of this. So yes. thanks for joining us for today's episode. Also, just a quick reminder, if you're not following us on social media, you should. You can follow us on <laughs> Facebook at Looking for the Middle Podcast or on Instagram at LFTM underscore podcast. And we will be going live once again this Friday for Couchcast. We've been loving doing this with y'all. It's, it's been so fun. fun. Like actually yeah. get to interact with y'all while we're talking. So you should go follow us so that you can join us for that on Friday. Perfect. We'll announce the time a little later on this week. Yes. Um, okay. Question of the day time. Yes. What you got? Okay. Here's the question. If money and logic and feasibility were not an option, what would be your absolute dream job? Ooh. <laughs> huh. Can you go first while I think? Yes. I okay. have two. Okay. And they're diametrically opposed to one another great one would be a photographer for national geographic okay you've really put some thought into this yeah and the other one would be a supreme court justice oh my gosh <laughs> see i told you practicality wow. didn't factor in here right brain and left brain like totally <laughs> opposite wow both sound equally fun yes those would be you'd be great at both of those gosh thanks okay hold on um let me think here i okay I think I have two also. Okay. One, I would love to do something in fashion related, not like high-end crazy fashion because uh -huh. I'm not that interested in, because I don't wear that stuff in real life, uh -huh. but like practical, like beauty and fashion for people who are of the average American size. Yes. So whether that's, I don't really want to be an influencer. I don't you really know what that would Pinterest. look like. Oh, there we go. That would be fun. Yeah, I could do that. Be in their content curation department. Ooh, yes, that would be fun. Or I would like to have a home decor shop. Ooh. So I keep telling my mom and my sister and my nanny, we need to all start one because my nanny needs a project and <laughs> she was the interior decorator. My mom's got such good taste and then me and Danielle could help run it. Y'all totally call it like should. three generations. 
And then you, yeah, we've already got a name. I love that. Isn't that great? I would shop there. Okay, thank you. See, I'll tell yeah. you about our first You've already got, yeah, clientele. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, one of those, because I feel like that's totally, both of those are very far from what I do right now. Yes. Because obviously writing would be up there, like being an author, but that's actually what I want to do. So I'm yeah. trying to think like, what would I probably never do never that would do, be exactly. super fun? So I love that. All right, you ready to get started? Yes. Okay, so also real quick disclaimer, y'all, I have allergy problems. So if I sound like my Phoebe sexy singing voice, that's why. Uh, so you're welcome. See, I don't like this. When you sound like this, you call it your Phoebe sexy singing voice. When I sound like that, everyone says I sound like a man. It's not fair. <laughs> well, you just need to rebrand. And Apparently. Just call it something different next time you get sick. Call my marketing people. There you go. Okay. Okay, so today we are talking about what you need to know before you swipe. As we have already hinted at over the past couple weeks, everybody seems to be getting on online dating right now because A, they're bored, and B, that's the only way to date right now because you can't go anywhere to meet people. And we did an online dating mini series back in season three, which was super popular. Y'all loved that. But we went into more detail on the paid sites in that than we did. We touched on the apps a little bit, but we thought it would be helpful since that is the craze right now to talk through some tips and tricks on how to navigate the swiping apps. And since Bethany is our resident online dating queen, she (laughs) is going to be leading us through this conversation. I'm uh, going to add commentary where I can, and I'm otherwise (laughs) going to set her up to impart her wisdom upon us. So... (laughs) Bethany, are you ready? I am so ready. Okay, so let's start with just like talking about apps in general, kind of what your experience has been recently with apps, and then kind of how you got to using them and all that jazz. Okay. I think in general, online dating has really gone through quite the evolution over the past 20 years, for sure. If you think back to like 2000. and even just in the last 10 years, I guess I've, I've been on different sites on and off for probably about 10 years now, you know, here and there. And if I think back to, what would that be, 2010 uh-huh. compared to now, it's totally different. I mean, we've come from just eHarmony and Match and the big players like that to a world of Tinder and Hinge and Bumble and all the others that are just on your phone now. So the structure of online dating has changed immensely in that time frame. And I think the methods have to change too. You can't approach a Bumble interaction in 2020 the same way you would have on like eHarmony in 2013 or something like that. It just won't work. It's not the same type of thing. And I think there's good and bad to that. I think the immediacy of some of these apps is nice. You can talk quicker, faster, more real time and get to like a real conversation quicker. But I think the depth of some of those older websites was good too. You set a a better foundation, I think sometimes. So trying to take the good parts of both and mesh them together, I think is your goal here. It's almost like where emailing was popular around the same time all of this was like now that texting is coming it's like the online dating setup has followed that trend would you say exactly okay yeah I think it's exactly like that yeah and it's funny I haven't been on a paid dating site in over a year 
I would say at this point, but I've been on more successful, quote unquote, online dates in that time than I ever have before. So can you define real quick, like what, what do you mean by successful? Yeah, that's what I was going to say is like successful. I look at it as, as an isolated date, like a successful singular date. A successful online date doesn't even necessarily mean there's a second one, in my opinion. A successful online date is going, meeting someone that you have previously only interacted with online and being able to make a determination from that interaction whether or not you want to continue or not. Even if you go and enjoy your time, but you're just like, okay, I'm just not feeling it. Like that's not a failure because the point of that is to decide, is to determine whether or not you want to move forward. And you've, you did that. You accomplished your goal. So I think if you look at every online date from the standpoint of measuring success and failure based on whether or not there's a second date, you're going to get frustrated. If you had a good time and you just both decided, hey, it's not, let's not do that again. That's okay. It doesn't mean it was a failure. Now, if you go and the guy's a jerk and you had a horrible time, then that means maybe you need to go back and work on your data gathering skills before (laughs) you actually go out with someone. Don't feel like you have to measure success based on whether or not you continue dating someone because I don't think you do. That's a good point because I, in my mind, I've always been like, well, all dating's unsuccessful until you marry the guy or until, not that's an exaggeration, but like until you're mean. in a relationship, like, yeah, oh, then it was successful. But I've never thought about it that way of the point is to see if you want to keep seeing him. So if you figured that out, yeah, then you consider a success. That's a good well, thing. Well, and think of it that. this way. We talk a lot about like dating is a refining process. You're learning more and more what you're looking for and what you're not. So if you go out with this guy... And he's a nice guy, but you're like, oh, but this thing I don't like, or this is why we don't want to go out again. Well, you've learned those things and you take that into your next interaction. And that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. I think when I look at it, there's three main apps that I use, um, Bumble, Hinge, and Coffee Meets Bagel. And it's so funny because they just kind of ebb and flow as far as the popularity, like, my own popularity as far as what I think of them, Um, how many guys you're meeting off of them, how weird they are or are not, and like all this stuff. Because right now I would tell you Bumble is where it's at. Like that's where the most interesting, interactive, relationship-seeking guys are, it would seem. For me, Hinge is kind of in a slump, I guess you could say. It's like creeper central. Um, But then I know I'm not... I'm not bashing the app as a whole because I, a year ago, I would have said that what I said about Bumble, I would have said that about Hinge. Like that's where it's at. That's where you need to be. And I know people have a lot of success there. So I don't know if it's like just you've gone through most of the normal guys. I don't know what it is, but I'm just like, nope, Hinge is a big no-go for me right now. And then (laughs) Coffee Meets Bagel is just boring, y'all. They've changed some stuff. They have like... I think they're trying to make more things or put more stuff behind a paywall. And so they're getting kind of nitpicky and it just kind of made it boring to me. So I don't really like that one as much anymore. Yeah. I think that's so interesting just how it changes so much. Cause before we started recording, we were talking about how a year ago, I think it was about a year ago, I was on hinge and Bumble and I did not find a lot on Bumble, but I, saw a lot of guys on here. I was like, oh, okay. I'm 
this is like a good pool here. I've never been on Coffee Meets Bagel, but I've heard about it. But it is just so interesting how things change and people are on different sites. And <laughs> I wish I could see my face right now. I, I was done. So I'm going to mute. Okay. Yeah. Mute you. I've got something I can say. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I think it's important to be on more than one. Um, because where one may be slacking, another one may be not. And so to get a full productive experience, I would highly recommend to be on more than one app at a time, just to, you know, widen your pool, up your chances, whatever you want to say. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, that's true too. And I, uh, I don't think I ever stayed on more than one for more than like a day or two, just cause that's my, um, mental capacity. <laughs> I tend to be very all or nothing with stuff like this though, which is one of my weaknesses when it comes to online dating that Bethany and Melanie and others have to talk me out of. It's like, this is a, probably a weird way to say it, but like you don't, what am I trying to say? In real life, as if dating online is not real life, but you know what I mean? Like in, yes, in, in person situations, you don't just go to one place to meet people and then you go home and that's it. Like you don't, you go to coffee shops, you go out with your friends, you go to some hobby that you like to do. I don't know. You're in a runner's group. I don't know. So yeah. you can view these different apps. It's kind of the same. Like these are different settings that I can meet different people, even though the concept's the same, it's a different pool of guys. Yeah. Or I girls, think, if you're a guy listening. Yes. I think that one thing has been just in looking back at how I've changed and how I approach this that's probably one of the biggest things because I think you have to get to a point where you can like say okay like you said if this were real life how would I be interacting with this person at this point and then try to mirror that with your online interaction and it's hard um I think just because it's online quote unquote you know you feel like you have to interrogate this guy to make sure he is who he says he is and he's not a creeper and he's cool and whatever and there's also an outside pressure I guess you could say that comes along with online dating that you don't get as much when it's in person because people are saying, well, what do you know about him? And do you know this or do you know that? Like they're wanting to make sure like you're not getting catfished or whatever. And it's just a weird thing about being online because you don't know this person. So you feel like you should interrogate them basically, but you don't need to. Don't give in to that pressure from other people or from yourself. Be smart, but be relaxed. And I think that's one of the things that has changed the most for me as far as like my communication goes is let it just be a natural conversation. And I try to think to myself, okay, if this guy had walked into my church last week, I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago with dad had said this, like if some guy walked into church and you were like, oh, he seems nice. You would not immediately walk up to him and start asking him all these like very deep personal questions. Like that would be weird. So why do you do that in an online context? And it's not going to be like an exact parallel, but just having that general mindset has been one thing that has changed so much for me when it comes to just how I communicate, when it comes to data gathering, as we like to say, like the, as you're trying to find out things about someone, I kind of let, I kind of let conversations flow more organically than I used to, as opposed to strictly a question and answer format. And I have found that that has been more successful and more just natural as of, when it comes to just getting to know someone and their general personality, as opposed to just knowing these facts about them on these big, deep topics. Well, that's, I think that's a great approach. I've loved that you've talked about that more recently because it's been just a good reminder that we don't have to overthink this. 
No. Just because it's a different dating formula. It's still dating. So Yeah. Be smart and be safe. I think there are still some dangers to online dating. Like you want to be smart with any sort of like online interaction like that. But the it's different than it used to be like we were talking about 15, 20 years ago when the, the idea of online dating was it was just all these weird people behind computer screens. It's not that same way now because it's not you can't be as anonymous. Most of these apps they verify your profile that you have to like take a picture. Like I know Bumble, when you verify your profile, they'll send you a picture, like a stock photo of someone doing like a peace sign or waving or something. And you have to take a picture of yourself doing that action so that they can then one, make sure you're following the directions. You're a real person there. And two, they verify that your face is the same as the ones that are on your profile. So then they put a little check mark and you know that that's legitimately that person. So there are more technology has evolved to the point that they can verify those things more so you want to be smart but I don't think you have to freak out over every person yeah and you can sort to where I know on Bumble you can there's a setting where you can say only show me verified profiles yeah so that the only guys you're seeing are the ones that have actually been verified that it's truly them um which is a nice perk like very nice yeah so Okay, so let's move on to once you get on the app, what are some good things to remember as you're reading through or looking through profiles that you're seeing? Okay, one um, one good thing to remember, and this is going to be a theme throughout, is that guys are different from girls um, and how they approach online dating in general is going to be different as well. So one thing that I would just remind you of and I had to like kind of remind myself of this is most of the swipes on your profile, like most of the guys who have swiped on you, will not have read anything you typed out. This so, makes me so sad, but I know it's true. I know. So if you see that someone has like swiped on you and you look at his profile and you're like, wait, what? Like there doesn't seem to be any commonality there. You're like, why would this guy think we would be a good match? It's because he didn't read what you typed and then he swiped. Positive side here. We're trying to look on the bright side. He thinks you're cute. So that's a plus for you. Um, so just take that little ego pat and swipe left. Just keep that in mind. We like, we get so like, oh, I should put this and I should say this funny thing and I should put that little thing and blah, 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 blah. And half the time they don't really read. And it's funny. We're like, it's four sentences. How hard could it be? But a lot of guys just don't read it. So just realize that and do with it what you will. Yes. <laughs> Along those lines, don't expect his profile to be as detailed as you probably made yours, even though you only have that limited space. Um, he probably is not going to be as detailed. I know this is one thing that bugs Kristen. <laughs> She's like, how hard could it be to just write Seriously. a few sentences? <laughs> I got to the point last time I was on Bumble where if he didn't write anything, I swiped left no matter what he looked like or what he said. Because I'm like, if you cannot take the time to tell me something about yourself, and you want this to be solely based on how pretty you think you are, then no thing. <laughs> With your so four I'm shirtless just, pics. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started on those. Or gym selfies and car selfies. I'm like, dude, d- yeah, I'll, I'll, I won't go there. Um, but <laughs> oh, just, man. In my mind, and again, this is me being a girl, but like it shows some effort. Yeah. Like Bumble and Hinge and any of these free apps, like there's already 
a low barrier to like get on. They say they're not paying anything. It doesn't cost them anything. And so the fact that, okay, you're going to get on here and if you put more effort than just putting up four pictures of you working out, I'm going to be a little bit more inclined to pay attention to you as if I'm just <laughs> looking at pictures and what city you're in and that's all you're going to tell me. So very true. My very, very true. Take on it. Yes. Can, so if you think that way too, you're not alone. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I, um, yeah, I, I swipe left if there's nothing there. Um, there have been several times I'm like, but he's really cute. I'm like, no, just keep moving. <laughs> do the same thing. Um, so also, I will quick, say though. Okay, yeah. Oh, uh, one quick thing because I got burned on this before. And yes. if you, because I know I don't think. Well, Hinge has this too, where it's like pre, like categories they pick. So like religion and active, like yes. level of activity and all of that. Pay attention on Bumble when there's a question to ask what the guy's looking for. So you know, relationship, something casual. I don't know yet. I don't know if hookup is an option, but I feel I like. Know, yeah, I think marriage is one and hookup. I think, I, I know, I think something casual may be the nice way of saying that. Okay. Yeah. So just pay attention to that. Cause there were several times I'm like, oh, this guy like seems to be pretty cool. And like, he's cute. And then I would swipe and then go back and look and be like, oh my gosh, he says he doesn't even know what he's looking for. Like if you're on here and you don't know what you want, like I don't, I can't help you. So, <laughs> yeah. so that, that could be something that can slip through the cracks really easy. So one friend to another, just pay attention yes. to that and look out for that when you're yes. sifting through whatever information is on there. I, I'm like, okay, the, you don't even have to like come up with the answers yourself you just pick one pick it's one not, not a big deal it's so. a pre-selected or a pre-given option yeah so now within that though I do look for some keywords in their profiles I say look for those things and then just go for it you're swiping on someone you are not committing to anything because the likelihood of them swiping too is not I mean if you think of it that way it's not a foregone conclusion so some of the things I look for, I look for someone who says they are a Christ follower, they are following Jesus, that they are involved in their church. I see that one. And if someone has another, that it's important to them to meet another Christian. Those are things that I look for in a profile that if I'm going to most likely swipe yes on someone who has things like that in their profile, then if someone just says, oh, friends, family, faith is important or Christian values, that's in the South like everyone has Christian values, like we, it's not, that is no indicator of where someone is uh, spiritually. And then if the, what does a typical Sunday look like question doesn't mention church at all, then we're going left on that one. So I think look for those kind of more keywords. I, I don't just look for someone who says, oh, my faith is important. There's got to be something else backing that up a little bit. And like we've said before, I want to see that someone is interacting with their faith, not just checking a box on a profile. So those are some of the keywords that I look for. And then if they have those, go for it. Swipe. See what happens. If you swipe, they swipe. And you start talking, you'll figure it out pretty quick whether or not they're on the same page as you. Yeah, that's good. I can't tell you how many times I've seen, oh, God, family basketball. And then I was like, oh, great. Not recently, but like old, like high school Kristen, because that was what was in like your Twitter bio was like, God, family, basketball, work, school. I don't know. Just stupid it's stuff. You you're every like, time. Oh, great. He said, God, check it out. No, like you <laughs> want some sort of, 
oh, Bethany and I both talk about it all the time. I want it to be obvious that you're a believer. And yes. I've seen enough, not as many as I would have liked to, but I've seen enough profiles where I can read and be like, this guy is a yeah. I don't know if we mm-hmm. line up on everything. I don't know. Like, I'll, I can talk about that, but I can tell by reading this that he is a Christ follower. And yeah. that's what you're looking for when you're looking at these keywords. So Exactly. Okay. So we've talked about looking at profiles. Do you want to move on to yes. after you read profiles, what do you do next? Now we get to swiping. And then I immediately think favorite. of swipe or no swiping from Dora Explorer. <laughs> <laughs> swipe or no swiping. Okay. Does anybody else remember this? My sister was a Dora fan and so it was on our in our house all the time when we were younger. your sister huh i you promise no hey put that I off on self, her no but listen i was a barney girl and i am not ashamed mm, I watched me barney too all the time oh uh, yeah years and so and then if this, this will tell you something my uh, little sister watched barney but only because there was this kid named michael that she had a crush on at the age of two and that if that wasn't foreshadowing of the next eight <laughs> years of her life i don't know what was you're kidding me no she, i'm googling michael from barney now michael from barney little blonde he's a cute kid little blonde hair thing uh, but that's why she watched oh, she i only remember watched him with michael he, if michael was not she would cute yeah oh yeah she has great cute yeah Kristen. he was born in 1979 that's what's so bad he's old yeah he is not really he's He's 40 40 he'll be 41 this year oh my goodness that is so funny he's a lawyer so hey oh good for him he worked out pretty well for him okay rabbit trail all right okay back to swiping girl brains okay yes let's talk about swiping bethany (laughs) go for it um first thing you need to remember is not every guy you swipe on will be your husband do i need to say this again for the people in the back Kristen? (laughs) i would (laughs) yes oh hey (laughs) self-proclaimed not every guy you swipe on will be your husband this decision to swipe or not swipe is not a marriage level decision don't make it a big deal i mean i know we just talked about be selective but don't make it a big deal like don't just rely on the like you were talking about the pre-sorted selection things at the top of the profile don't just rely on the christian selection box at the top if they don't also mention something in their profile about their faith like in my experience it's just been that there's little interaction between their faith and their life otherwise if they don't put something in there so be selective on that but then once that is there if that guy meets that objective criteria that you set out then swipe do it. Don't find yourself thinking, well, he doesn't seem like he likes blank. And that's really important to me. So I don't know if I want to swipe on him or not. We've talked about how minimal these bios are. You don't know anything about him really. <laughs> like that's the point of getting to know someone after you match. Um, or if you're like, oh, all of his pictures are of him fishing. He probably never does anything else. Well, guys don't take as many pictures as we do as a general rule. So long as he's wearing his shirt in all of them and he's not like flexing, then you're (laughs) fine. Swipe. Like don't make a bigger deal out of it than it has to be. But just don't approach this from the outset as a search for your husband. You can still date with the intention of marriage and not go into every dating interaction thinking, oh, this guy's going to be my husband one day. 
that's not what that means. That's not what dating with the intention of marriage means. It means you are dating with the purpose of, as much as I hate to say it, intentionally finding out whether or not this person could be your husband. It doesn't mean that he will. Like we've talked about before, dating with the intent of marriage is different than dating with the expectation of it in every relationship you go into. And so be selective, but once you've, those bottom line criteria are met, swipe, do it. Don't make it a bigger deal than it has to be. And that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, I'm very, very uh, guilty of being tempted to get ahead of myself. That's something Bethany tells me all the time. Kristen, don't get ahead of yourself. Just take a day by day. (laughs) I'm just very, I, which I'm learning this about myself and I think it's a good thing to be aware of because I don't want to continue to be like this. But I think almost as like a defense mechanism, I want to find out as much as I possibly can about a guy at the very beginning so that I can, if I need to go ahead and weed him out, I can without getting attached. Because in my mind, I'm like, well, if it takes a while for me to figure all this out, yeah, it's natural and organic. But then if I spent two months talking to this guy and then I find out, oh, this isn't going to work, then I've just quote unquote wasted two months. I totally and get that. Yeah. And so there's this fear that I'm going to waste my time, that I'm going to get my hopes up and then I'm going to get disappointed. And so if I can just go into this like an interview, Mm -hmm. in my mind, logically, that makes sense. But then I'm like, no, this is not helpful. And if you're going into it as like a husband selection process, not as, hey, I'm trying to get to know this guy, then you've already, you're already starting off on the wrong foot. And I know I'm saying this because I'm totally guilty of this. So this takes some uh, time to unlearn some thought patterns or behaviors if you've already struggled with this. So don't think, oh, tomorrow I'm going to wake up and be able to do this perfectly. You won't. But it's it's taken me years. Yeah. If you know, if you struggle with kind of getting ahead of yourself and going ahead and expecting like, oh, we matched. Great. We're going to get married. And if we don't, then I've (laughs) failed at life. No, it's just, this is only this is not an, uh, what do, do I compare dating to like a batting average? Like you, you're not going to bat a thousand in dating. Honestly, you only need it to work once. Exactly. So don't think you've got to have this like super high su- quote unquote success rate because I mean, if you get married, everybody else is going to be a no. Exactly. So at some point. So if you think through it that, with that lens, it's like, okay, kind of takes the pressure off a little bit, Yeah. but I, I'm totally identifying with everything you're saying though. It's it's (laughs) tough. Like that, because what you were just saying about you go into it wanting to find out all this stuff ASAP and then you'll go back and figure out the fun stuff later. That's my default position. (laughs) That's what I default to. That's how I normally start out. And it's just been the past like few months of really kind of internalizing that idea that, okay, if this were like a real life interaction, and it was someone in person, you wouldn't be doing this. So you wouldn't be viewing it as a waste of your time if it was someone in person. But I think there's that personal element is there. And so the, the value you place on it is different because that person is quote unquote real to you. And so I think realizing that it's still a real person is important and not, um, not looking over that is helpful or it has helped me at least. Yeah, I think that's great. I love that. Okay, couple more points here. Okay, so we talked about the apps. We talked about reading profiles. We talked about swiping. So once you've swiped on a guy and you've matched with him, so you've both indicated that you're interested in each other, let's talk about communication once that happens. So talking to each other, messaging, and all of that. 
Okay. So I think, you know, we're, we're talking about this, the, the episode is what to know before you swipe. So these are things that I would encourage you to kind of think about and check yourself on before you even go into any sort of online dating app. The first thing to realize, and this is like, duh, Bethany, we all know this. He will communicate differently than you. The frequency, the length of messages, the detail, all of it, it will be different from you. Now, this is not a pass for him for not having to put any effort into it. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying recognizing that his effort will look different than yours. That's really just a general statement to just kind of have in your head because past that, it's going to look different for every single person. I can't give you a list of like things to look for and things to not. Like you just need to realize it's going to be different and don't freak out as soon as it is. (laughs) Yeah. Within that, don't analyze your communication with him in the same way you would with another girl. If I'm being really blunt here, guys just aren't as manipulative as we are. They don't say things trying to get someone else to say, you know, this, that, or the other. Like we say something and we're like, oh, if I say this, then he'll say this or he won't. And that'll be really telling. Like then I'll know, you know, the guys aren't like that. They are so much more just straight up, say what they mean. They do that even more than we do when we're not being manipulative. <laughs> so, you know, we try, to it reminds say, me. we try to say things without saying them a lot of times and guys don't do that as much. Yeah. It reminds me of when we interviewed Brett for the Men Tell All series and he was like, if we like something, we'll tell you. If we don't, we'll tell you. Yeah. My answer is my answer. Like it's just not exactly. that complicated. Yeah. And that's what, yeah, we won't, (laughs) right. There's not going to be as much like reading between the lines. Like don't, don't think of it as if you had said that, what you would have meant. Um, There's not going to be as much needing to wonder like, Ooh, I wonder what he really means when he said that. Like, you know, like we do with each other or ourselves or whatever. And this is something that I have really been working on. I realized a few months ago, just that how much of a female filter, I guess you could say, I was putting over conversations. I don't know. I guess that's a way of saying that. I would try to impose meaning on a conversation that wasn't there because I wasn't the whole one holding both sides of the conversation. I would try to put meaning on what he was saying as if I was the one saying it and what I would have meant. So then I was trying to respond to what I would have meant if I said that as opposed to just the words he said. And so you can't try I'd to love to hear it. guys' interaction to what you just said. Right? <laughs> You'd be like, be like wait, <laughs> wait, you were doing what now? <laughs> I know. It's so bad. And so I'm like, okay, I But it's got so to- true. It is. And I know you girls understand what I'm saying. You can like, but like you can't try to interpret what he's saying based on what you would have meant. Saying that sounds dumb. It sounds so simple. But if you really pay attention to it, I think you'll realize that you do this more than you even realize. I did. I had no idea. And I think one of the reasons for this is that we all know that as girls, we're about three or four messages ahead in our minds. We have this conversation played out three or four messages down the road already. And I feel like a lot of times we're playing chess when it comes to online messaging and guys are playing checkers a lot of the time. And that is not a slight in any way. I think it's just the fact of the matter. Trust me, I wish I could play checkers but my brain won't let me like, it's not a slight. It's just an acknowledgement of the differences because we are planning conversations out way in advance. And because we have it so planned out when he doesn't respond with what you would have said or what you had planned out in this little conversation in your head, we almost take it personally a little. 
he like as if he knows that that's what we're thinking he should say and he willfully chose not to it's like the weirdest thing and the poor guy has no idea and that is so not fair to him so that's something that i have been i mean i'm kind of dramatizing it a little bit here for to make the point but that's something that i've really been working on is not trying to read my own tone and meaning into something that he's saying but instead take the time to observe how he communicates and what he means when he says things and that sort of thing. Something as simple, if we're going to make a real easy, simple example here is, this sounds dumb, what emojis you use for different things? Because I may use one for something and it mean one thing, but you have to learn when you're talking to someone new, like when they use one, like what what does that mean? Like what, what is the tone and the feel behind that as opposed to just assuming they mean what you do? Does that make sense on a very a low level? Analogy. Okay. Yes. Because okay. I think about, I don't think any of my people that I text on a regular basis, one even use the same emojis as frequently as I do. Yeah. And when they use the same ones, it's typically in a different context. Yeah. They'll use a different one to communicate the same message that I would use one. So yeah. that's a whole other thing too. I know we're like getting into No, but I mean, we, we've talked sure. about how, how recently it was that I discovered that the little emoji with the hands out by its face was actually giving someone a hug. Like that's what it technically means. I thought it was just someone really excited and they had their hands out. And so I sent that one indiscriminately to everyone. I have no idea who thinks I was like assaulting them via text. No clue. So... <laughs> You never know. You just gotta be careful well, and so don't funny assume. Too, cause like, yeah, because you're not even like a super huggy person. No, in, like in person, which makes it even funnier that that's your like go <laughs> emoji or it I was. know. I had to like make. I don't use it when I'm talking to someone online anymore. Like, I re- I was like, oh my word, Good. that could have been taken so wrong. I just I now I use it with other people who know what I mean. But anyway, that's yeah. a very low level like. That's what I'm trying to say, though. Don't impose your meaning on something he's saying until you have gotten to know him well enough to actually know what he means. Exactly. Yeah. This is, once again, if we could boil it all down, just don't overthink it. Just talk to the guy. Exactly. Go from there. Well, guys, thanks so much for joining us for another episode today. We hope you guys are hanging in there. We're praying that this quarantine is going to get lifted soon and we can all get back to our normal well new normal lives whatever that looks like but we appreciate you guys hanging with us in the meantime don't forget on friday we're going live on instagram for couchcast so follow us over there at lftm underscore podcast and as always if you found today's episode helpful or any episode that we've done helpful tell a friend about us because we would love to meet your friends and talk to them some too about dating so do that We will see you on Friday on Instagram and then next Wednesday with another episode. But until then, I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle.